0: I never got any money from you. You
1: UFO might just as well stand for unprecedented financial opportunity. Vino. This is The Saucer Life, a podcast in which we examine concepts, events, or people orbiting the world of flying saucers. Few preconceptions, snark when justified, no belief, no debunking, no kidding, I'm not making any of this up. And somebody died. This is King David's granddaughter and the shape-shifting lizard people from space. So this is a story that I'd been planning to tell at some point when the uh, show started. And the decision to make this episode was made easier when the subject died in early 2018. The subject of this is Sherry Schreiner, a woman who ran many, many websites, was a YouTuber, uh, did sort of internet audio streaming and uploaded audio files before that. Podcasting before podcasting was really a thing. She was engaged in multiple social media sites. She compiled several books of her website writings and published them through Amazon and Ex Libris and other self-publishing platforms. Her views on aliens were very much in line with what I've called the para-evangelical fringe, um, a sort of Blending of some interpretations of, I should say, vaguely Christian end times teachings and prophecy with alien conspiracy theories that are very much part of the mainstream of ufological conspiracies, all blended into a horrifying stew. Add a dash of David Icke and a great deal of paranoia. And you have Sherry Schreiner. Oh, and um, she personally threatened me at one point. I've told that story a little bit, vaguely, not mentioning any names, and I'm going to to tell the whole story uh, in in this episode. But Sherry Schreiner's story extends from the early 2000s until her death in 2018, and it's a fascinating story and an important lesson for us in. Many different ways. For some of us, more of a personal lesson than others. Okay, this is difficult to organize. It's a very chaotic narrative. And one of the reasons that I hesitated so long in doing a Sherry Shriner episode was, one, she was still alive. And two, um... It's a sprawling story with lots of moving parts, but I I think I've been able to sort of pare it down to the entertaining portions. Um, But first, we should go over the basics. Sherry Schreiner was a native of Cleveland, Ohio, and was born in the mid-60s. And she claimed to have been engaged in a lifelong struggle against Lucifer. This conflict with the Prince of Darkness was due to the fact that, quote, Lucifer knew I had a prophetic calling on my life and that as an adult, I would grow up to become one of his arch enemies. I would learn as an adult how to expose, attack, and tear down his strongholds that he would create to control and destroy mankind. To prevent this from happening, he had assigned one of his top-ranking generals to kill me, end quote. Shriner claimed that this was the reason she was tormented by evil servants of the man-goat throughout her childhood and adolescence, although her story would change a bit over time, as we'll see as to her exact role and indeed her very identity. Shriner studied broadcast journalism at Liberty Baptist University and Kent State University, but unable to find work in that field, returned to Cleveland and got married and raised a family. At this point raising her family, the demonic torment returned and she, quote, embarked on an intense research over five years into spiritual warfare, hell, demons, Satan, and continued into my favorite areas of end time events and last day's prophecy, end quote. So she had a, a sort of, I don't want to call it a pre-existing condition, but a, a predisposition. That's probably a better way to put it towards these sort of apocalyptic topics. In addition to these religious topics, Schreiner also taught herself all about, quote, UFOs, government black operations, the New World Order, and much, much more, end quote. Now, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that sort of going out on the internet or into a bookstore or into the library to teach yourself about UFOs, black operations, and the New World Order is going to lead to a head full of weird, bizarre, and often contradictory information. And when we look at Shriner's ideas and the topics she covered and and her viewpoints on things, you can almost see, you can almost sort of pick out exactly where she was getting bits of information. Sometimes it's easy because she linked to it on her websites. Sometimes you you see something that that, that triggers something in your brain. You're like, somebody believed that? Here's the thing, folks, no matter how strange or dangerous or frightening or clearly bizarre and unlikely the story is, somebody will believe it and somebody will make some kind of living off pushing that narrative to others. Now, in the early years of the 21st century, uh, Schreiner would later say 2004 is when she got started, but she established her first website, thewatcherfiles.com, in 2002. Either way, um, she began to establish an online presence and at one point had over a dozen websites examining various conspiracy theories. She claimed to have been individually called by God, who she always refers to as Yahweh, or Yah for short, which doesn't seem very polite or proper. Um, she claims that she was a prophet and she maintained a consistent presence on, like I said, her internet radio show and many, many different websites right up until her death, including, uh, including Facebook. Uh, Twitter tended to be mostly just um, auto post announcements about, uh, about YouTube videos and things like that. Like other extreme conspiracy theorists like David Icke, Shriner believed that some humans were reptilian entities in disguise. Those who followed her teachings through her website, her YouTube channel, and other means took this notion very seriously. And like I've said, in one instance, the paranoia fed by Shriner's teachings ended in a violent death. So, early on, in 2002 to 2004, she was mostly tied into fringe conspiracy stuff. I first encountered Sherry Shriner when I was looking into some of the conspiracy theories that continued even even by 2004 and 2005 when I got involved with this, that tied into the mid-90s to late-90s conspiracy theories about FEMA death camps and things like that. So not UFO stuff at all. Sorry, not UFO stuff at all. And I happened across the Work of someone named Pam Schufert, who is still out there. Now, Pam Schufert had a website called America, still has actually, a website called American Holocaust and the Coming New World Order. And um, actually, back in 2002, four, it was called Premonitions of an American Holocaust. And she promoted the idea that there were red lists and blue lists of people who were going to be picked up by the New World Order at various times. She had a discussion board, more about that in a second, and her website in 2003-2004 when I um, encountered it had headlines like, Bush aims to recruit U.S. Stasi force, Um, Chandra Levy, the GOAT, and 9-11, human boxcars, watch the driver kill Kennedy, shades of Bill Cooper there, an open letter from the New World Order to you a personal favorite here beware the red heifer i seem to remember that that was about some kind of prophecy thing Uh, more revealing info about a death camp of mojave california um secret briefing by cheney to european leaders congresswoman warns against a new world order pravda declares america implements martial law while always a reliable source pravda so you may have some recollection of these types of conspiracy theories. Now, here's an example of the kind of evidence Pam Schufer would provide about these NWO death camps and things like that. It's an email that she received from somebody who reads her website. Tuesday, May 28th, 2002. Dear Pam, just wanted to let you know that today I had seen firsthand that about two dozen multi-level boxcars situated on rail tracks in a railway route on Tuesday, May 28, 2002 at approximately 11.30 a.m. My wife and I were coming home from the Home Depot on Southside area of Chicago, Bedford Park, Illinois. My wife was driving. We were crossing over the overpass going north above the rail track lines at the time. I was looking out of the window noticing the rail cars and there they were, all brand new and lined up in a row, at least two dozen. They were white in color and they were definitely multi-tiered leveled. They were an exact match to the picture on your webpage. My mind remembered your website photos and accompanying reports. Now here they are in Chicago, Illinois, definitely brand new and stood out from the other cars. I almost wanted to dismiss it from my mind and all of a sudden I found myself telling my wife that I saw these cars on your website and showed her the picture. I only wish I had a camera at the time. If they're still there, I might attempt to get some shots later. For any Chicagoland residents, this location is in the Cicero Avenue overpass, located south of Midway Airport, and going toward the Ford City Shopping Mall. Look on the east side as you cross. In my case, we were driving north on the overpass, and I was the passenger and had a perfect view of the site. Also, these rail cars had what looked like screened windows of some type. What an eye-opener. What jumps out to me most is the phrasing of, my mind remembered, which is just a strange way to say something. Don't people edit these things before they they email them off to their people on the internet? So Shuford also saw herself as a prophet, as a seer. She was personally called by god to defeat the new world order. And she also um, took it upon herself to drive out evil wherever she found it, such as in noted Satanist hotbed Asheville, North Carolina. A call to repentance to the Luciferian Satanists of Asheville, North Carolina. Judgment is coming. This applies to all Luciferians, Illuminati Satanists, and all others who feel compelled to offer human sacrifice in these mountains to bring forth the dawning of Lucifer's New World Order agenda. And in fact, this report does not fully cover the multitude of warnings received in recent years, warning of impending judgments of a cataclysmic nature to those who persist in such life-destroying rituals. Although you may believe that your extracurricular nighttime activities are well concealed from the average person in North Carolina, the eternal word of the true and living God of the Bible has reassured me your hidden works of darkness are known to him. Prophecies have been emerging in recent years from the Asheville, western North Carolina region of great judgments to come to this area. So that's what we're dealing with. And she had a a discussion board and it was one of these discussion boards that was you know anybody could just sort of click a button and start a discussion board you'd get like a random url and then people would just post and it was very disorganized you didn't need a username or an account or anything you just typed your name into the name field you could you know post whatever you wanted with as many names as you wanted and attract the ip addresses but not very well very very primitive imagine a quote discussion board that was just like the comment section of a web page. So she had an American Holocaust discussion board. And what I noticed was that anybody who disagreed with her disappeared very, very quickly. And there were a number of people who were disagreeing with her, arguing with her, and accusing her of various scams. And what I did back in 2005 was I set up a separate discussion board and advertised it in numerous posts that got taken down very quickly on Pam Shuford's board as a place to talk about Pam Shuford, where there would be no censorship. Um, I called myself Lucius Pym, um, Lucius Pym, and I got that name from um, a P.G. Woodhouse short story, a Jeeves and Worcester short story. There was a guy named Lucius Pym in there, except I spelled Pym P-Y-M in honor of the original Ant-Man. Uh, Hank Pym from the Avengers. So Lucius Pym, I started up this website and soon I had a flood of anti-Pam Schufert people showing up, including one couple. Uh, I won't share their last name, but Fred and Katie, who claimed to have lost hundreds of dollars while Schufert was basically couch surfing with them for about a month at their home in Minneapolis. And they had lots of stories about how she ripped them off. And she, of course, said they were sick and dysfunctional and things like that. Tried to break up their marriage, tried to turn the wife against the husband. It was weird stuff. So one of the people who started posting on this board that I ran and spammed about on Pam Schufert's board was Sherry Schreiner. And Sherry believed that Pam Schufer was uh, deluded and delusional and also had stories about how numerous people, not, you know, high level people in the government or anything, but numerous people in these online Christian slash spiritual warfare slash conspiratorial communities were actually possessed by the devil themselves. And so I sort of honed in on Sherry Schreiner as being a uh, sort of a person of interest as far as my particular interests went. And I interacted with her. I corresponded with her. And then I started getting emails from other people who said, don't trust Sherry Schreiner. Go read her website. Uh, What she's saying is not sort of in line with biblical truth. And so I did. And it was not. It was a a weird sort of mix of – just strange conspiratorial stuff that we'll get to in a little bit. So at this point, Sherry had started her own discussion board and I had posted there asking about some of these strange beliefs she had. And so she started to target me. I started to get emails from people. One called herself Dakota. One called herself ocean mist with a Y, a Y in mist, not in ocean. And um, also from Fred, who's, Wife and he had been ripped off supposedly by Pam Schufert back in the day. And what ends up happening after a whole bunch of stuff is I find out that, except for Fred, all of the people emailing me about Sherry were Sherry. Trying to see where I was coming from and then somebody else, you know, who had emailed with Sherry unless this was really Sherry sending me email told me that that Sherry was convinced I was um, that that nobody who was really a Christian would have taken a username of Lucius because that, you know, is a form of Lucifer. I don't know what she feels about the uh, the Apostle Luke, but um, who knows same route, you know, so long very long story, relatively short, I get mixed up with this very sort of strange woman on the internet. And I had been, my my opsec had been lacking, let's say, in talking about this on some other forums. And uh, she was able to link Lucius Pym to other usernames that were linked to me. Never Never reuse usernames from one website to another, folks. You will get yourself in trouble in a lot of cases, unless you don't care about getting caught. I did care about getting caught because this woman seemed a bit dangerous. She sends me an email saying that she knows who I am, gives me my name, says where I live, says where I work. She knows that I am either one of two things. I am a CIA agent out to destroy her. And spread disinformation or i am a demon-possessed non-human sent to destroy her and spread disinformation she also allowed for the possibility that i was a demon-possessed non-human working for the cia to destroy her and spread disinformation at this point i decided to tell the saucer wife what was going on she was not happy that a strange person on the internet knew who I was, was not happy with me, and you know was being very sort of threatening. And so I sort of abandoned that corner of the internet, and um, and then went back to flying saucers because my goodness, this is this is terrifying. So that's my personal involvement with Sherry Schreiner, and, and part of the reason, the background why it's taken so long to do an episode on this very interesting topic. Although I did discuss it briefly, as I said, in uh, in one of the early, um, I think our first, one of our first holiday special bonus episode things, but it was sort of a, a, a veiled and, and, and vague account. And that's the sort of account veiled and vague that's in uh, my book, The Chaos Conundrum, when I discuss this particular encounter as well. So this one's a little bit personal to me and a little bit scary, and I'm not a confrontational person, and I am not a person who goes and Posts nonsense, trying to get a reaction out of people. Maybe I was 16 years ago. I absolutely was 16 years ago. This is kind of what cured me uh, of that. So Sherry Shriners' beliefs and ideas. She believes that aliens are demons, and she goes into this on a web page on one of her sites called Alien Nation. No connection to the Fox Television miniseries and subsequent series, I believe. And what's interesting about this, as you'll hear, is that she ties her ideas of aliens as demons, which aren't original, of course, to even less original UFO conspiracy narratives. In 1954, the race of large-nosed gray aliens which had been orbiting the Earth landed at Holloman Air Force Base. A basic agreement was reached. This race identified themselves as originating from a planet around a red star in the constellation of Orion which we called Betelgeuse, pronounced Betelgeuse. They stated that their planet was dying and that at some unknown future time they would no longer be able to survive there. This led to a second landing at Edwards Air Force Base. The historical event had been planned in advance and details of the treaty had been agreed upon. President Eisenhower arranged to be in Palm Springs on vacation. On the appointed day, the president was spirited away to the base, and the excuse was given to the press that he was visiting a dentist. President Eisenhower met with the aliens, and a formal treaty between the alien nation and the United States was signed. Who are we dealing with? The Anunnaki, a.k.a. the Nephilim of Genesis 6. There are two factions of the Anunnaki competing for global dominance and control. So, with Anunnaki and Nephilim of Genesis chapter 6, sort of the pre-Noah's flood story about the the sons of God that bred with the daughters of men and, and things like that, that's been sort of taken to mean all sorts of things over the years, we have that tied in with, with Anunnaki, which is sort of a Zachariah Sitchin story. Sort of retelling of mythology through extraterrestrial ancient alien sort of lenses tied in further with the stories that go all the way back in our episode about the Borderland Science Research Associate uh, with Gerald Light's sort of story about Eisenhower meeting with the aliens that has been told and retold and shaped and reshaped over the years. It really is a fascinating stew of stories. So what are these aliens up to? Aliens who are also Anunnaki slash demons slash whatever. These are the games that they play. One group plays as a good shepherd claiming to want to help mankind while they kidnap, mutilate, implant, impregnate, and use human body parts as a skin rejuvenation and coloring maintenance technique, while the other faction plays as protectors and basic non-interventionists. Good cop, bad cop. We all know that when someone says they aren't in your business, that's exactly what they're into. Both of these factions seek to destroy and dominate Earth, setting up the path and reign of Satan, a.k.a. the Antichrist. Of course, they won't tell you who he really is. He'll play the role of ascended master, wise one, great teacher, peacemaker, messiah, a great world leader. So this is another strand that comes into Sherry Shriner's narrative. Leading these fallen angels are sort of higher ranking fallen angels slash aliens slash reptile people that are analogous and disguising themselves as ascended master figures from sort of theosophical and spiritualist and and later on new age, uh, new age things, St. Germain, um, the Maitreya, people like that. These are deceivers. So that's who they are. That's what they're doing. And she then goes a little deeper into the religious aspects of this and sort of tying this back into her Satan ideas. The Bible says Lucifer, i.e., Satan, is the god of this world, first and second heavens, space. That is where he resides, folks, not in hell yet, as many believe. He rules from Orion and is a winged draconian. He is not omniscient or omnipresent, thus needs his minions to cover a lot of territory on the earth to keep up with what's going on, reconnaissance and spying. Are UFOs real? Yes. They have vehicles to travel in, but these are not aliens from outer space, they are fallen angels who were kicked out of heaven because of their rebellion against God. As in the days of Noah, so shall the last days be. These aliens will run rampant on the earth, and already are. But the Lord has told me they are going to start becoming more visible. Folks, we haven't seen anything like what we're going to see in the near future. They have perfected DNA manipulation and can look human while being hybrid, demon, aliens, such as star children hybrids, with the ability to shape shift into their original form and then back into human form. No, this isn't science fiction or Saturday morning cartoon central. This is real fictions, cartoons, X-Files. This was slash is just conditioning to get you and your children used to seeing these things happen and to just accept it when it starts to happen more in the future and out in the open instead of behind closed doors. Now, here's the thing. And you, if you've listened for a while or you're familiar with, with some of these worlds, this is, uh, this is clear. None of this is new. None of this is original. The most original thing that Shriner is doing or has done is to take a bunch of pre-existing stuff that doesn't really connect and try to fashion it all into some kind of master narrative. And this is backed up and supported by some strange evidence, uh, non-evidence supposition and even Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider, a civil engineer contracted to build secret underground facilities for clandestine organizations, the ones dealing with these aliens and signing treaties with them, described the evidence he encountered that ETs would be the true rulers of a one-world government and was why he and many others left the service of U.S.-based clandestine organizations. Schneider was killed in what appears to be a naval assassination hit. We've talked about Phil Schneider on our Underground Bases episode. Adam Go rightly talks about him in his uh, his new book that we discussed on our last Read These Books episode. And he was taken out by a naval assassination hit, which usually the Schneider death is referred to something as a clearly an assassination disguised as a suicide. I don't think I've ever seen the exact phrase naval assassination hit. And I'm just imagining some sort of like World War II battleship with the big 16-inch guns sort of taking aim at Schneider somewhere in the Pacific Northwest and just just turning him into a lingering red mist with one of those giant shells. Um, I don't know why, but naval assassination hit just made me think that somewhere there was an admiral saying, All right, boys, we're going to send the USS Missouri out to kill Phil Schneider. Make sure she's fully loaded or something like that. It just it's a strange way to say it. And Shuford has a lot of strange ways to say things. And after she talks about Phil Schneider and she she sort of talks about the government conspiracy aspect, she again circles back to the actual identity of the aliens. The beings today calling themselves aliens are in actuality fallen angels lying about their origins and the church has a mandate to wage war both against them and the global deception inherent in their claims. So here she brings in yet another strand, not just aliens are demons who are connected to the conspiracy to enslave humanity and there's you know, the, the U.S. government and the New World Order and all of this, but she sees a specific role for the Christian church as she perceives it to take on this kind of warfare. Now, her conception of the Christian church is basically the Christian church in reality consists of Sherry Schreiner and people who agree with Sherry Schreiner. Um, this is not necessarily the place to get into um, her particularly – particular theological views, but sort of to summarize them, uh, she believes that um, all the teachings of the Apostle Paul were inspired by Satan to lead people away from keeping all the Jewish um, feasts from the Old Testament and that no one is really a Christian without keeping the Jewish law, which is as sort of strange as it sounds, but it's a very sort of pseudo-Judaic appropriation-y form of Christianity. I don't know if appropriation-y is a word, but it is now. So the church, which is basically her and her followers, have a responsibility to expose and destroy these evil beings. How do we do that? We'll look at that next. I should say, here before I forget, that Sherry Schreiner is also how I first encountered my now long-time you know, good friend, Tim Banal. Uh, he was running the Banal of America website, and you may know him as the voice of Banal of America, the podcast, but he also started out running the, the Banal of America message board and providing you know, very detailed recaps of a variety of paranormal-themed shows. And Sherry Schreiner was on uh, the jeff rents program back in 2005 and banal wrote up a sort of hilarious sort of i can't believe this is a real thing recap of the uh of the episode if i can find it i will uh throw that link in the show notes because it's it's a good sort of introduction to uh to her uh to to her worldview and i didn't mean to put that here in the sort of mid-break thing, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned it before I forgot. So next time we're going to be a little bit, maybe way more down to earth with uh, with an episode we're calling the News from Grand Rapids. We've looked at the big flying saucer magazines of the 50s and, and 60s and 70s. We've mentioned the small flying saucer clubs. What did the flying saucer clubs do? What did they publish? How did they operate? And how did that change over time? We're going to look at that. By looking at some examples from the newsletter of the Grand Rapids, Michigan Flying Saucer Club, so you can check out past episodes and read some reviews of saucer-related materials. Support the show uh, at saucerlife.com. You can also support us through the link in the show notes. Uh, thanks very much to those who've donated. It's it's basically what's keeping us uh, what's keeping us going. It's it's nice to um, not have this show. Be a burden. If you can find any way to donate time to me, that would be very much appreciated as well. But everybody who's donated actual currency, thank you so much. As always, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Saucer Life, where we post pictures of food uh, to uh, some people's consternation. And you can email us at thesaucerlife at gmail.com. You can also contact us by post at Chizo Media, P.O. Box 68, Grand Blank, Michigan, 48480. Okay, so it's the church's, a.k.a. Sherry Shriner's crew, their responsibility to defeat these evil people. Now, first of all, you need to know who the evil people are. And fortunately for all of us on her website, one of her websites, back in 2004 or so, she had a convenient explanation of how these evil beings disguise themselves and, in fact, who may have looked human, but really wasn't. This list was sent anonymously, but a lot of the names can be verified by others in files on this site and others who expose government corruption, black projects, cover-ups, and aliens. Here are things as they stand from one who sees. If you see your name on this list and you would like to protest, just send us an email and we'll post it. I'm not claiming these people weren't 100% human at one time. What I'm saying is that they invited the control and bodily takeover of reptilians through blood drinking and rituals and now can be bodily overtaken by them or possessed against or within their own will. Please keep in mind, we all have the ability to see these humans reptilians for what they are and how they really are. Just pray for God to reveal it to you. Being a reptilian is something that must be activated through drinking blood and ritual among those who possess the serpent DNA. Not all those who possess this DNA are reptilian. Reptilians in human form are also called shapeshifters and can go between looking human one second and a lizard-like reptilian the next. For more information on blood and rituals, click here. So if you click there, what you get is, uh, and before I clicked it, I thought to myself, wow, this sounds a lot like some of the things David Icke says. You click the link and you go to a page called The Reptilians, Why They Are Obsessed with Bloodline and Ritual by David Icke. It's a, uh, a number of quotations, lengthy quotations from uh, David Icke's books. Um, so again, not an original, this shape-shifting lizard person thing, not an original Sherry Schreiner idea, but rather an idea that, um, was popularized by David Icke in the late nineties and early two thousands. So on to the list, at least the, the ones at the top, who are the big names at the top of this list of lizard people? Notable reptilians, George Bush, Sr., George Bush, Jr., Richard Cheney, Al Gore, Colin powell queen elizabeth and all four sons including prince charles and prince andrew okay it's time for one of my pedantic rants it's not george bush senior and george bush jr typically seniors and juniors have the same name george hw bush and george w bush are not the same name at the same time al gore jr is Al Gore Jr. His father was Al Gore Sr. And while I'm at it, why be all formal and say Richard Cheney if you don't say Albert Gore Jr.? Okay, that's just my little bit of pedantry there. Besides those big names, we've got um, Interior Secretary Gail Norton, alien-controlled, uh, Attorney General John Ashcroft, high order reptilian. As as is Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Tommy Thompson, high order reptilian. I, I don't I don't think he was. Uh, Colin Powell, reptilian of the highest order. Um, Condoleezza Rice, on the other hand, is an alien, other type. And uh, former Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels, who I think ran the Office of Management and Budget under the Bush administration, is merely alien-controlled. Schreiner then goes into a list of senators and representatives um, from the 107th Congress who are either reptilian or alien or high-order reptilian or some kind of being controlled. And it's, it's... Most of the senators, but there's only a hundred of them. So listing out a majority of the senators as being aliens or reptilians of various types is not too difficult. When it gets to the members of the House of Representatives, it's a smaller number and tends to be ones that somebody would have heard of in the news, right? So in both lists of the Senate and the House reptilians, you've got a fairly even number of Republicans and Democrats which is not unusual most of the time with conspiracies like this where you've got this supranational conspiracy. um, One of the enduring tropes is that uh, all the political parties are really the same and everybody's on the same side. It's those who are in power versus the rest of us, that sort of thing. So we have the enemy in our sights. They're reptilians and you can tell who a reptilian is because God will give you that power if you ask for it. So, now that you know who the enemy is and you know how to identify the enemy because of course if you believe hard enough God will tell you who the reptilians are. What do you do about them? Well, Schreiner has a weapon and this is a substance called orgone, which you may, if you're familiar with the teachings and and sort of theories of Wilhelm Reich, you may be familiar with orgone energy, which he created, sort of a, a, an energizing force. And this is not this is not a Wilhelm Reich episode. Um, we might do a Wilhelm Reich episode in the future, but um, orgone, just just for right now, sort of mental shorthand, it's an energy force, and what shriner does is she creates sort of a recipe to make little orgone hockey puck things and uh she sells them and this creates a field that inhibits and destroys these alien lizard demon people on one of her many websites i think this one was orgoneblasters.com or something like that she talks about some threats that are facing mankind because of these bad guys Chemtrails, plagues, alien assaults on mankind, they are working in cahoots with our government to destroy and conquer Earth. Golly, that sounds bad. What can we do, Sherry? My orgone has destroyed the Capricorn Starship, the Shima Starship, Planet X, Comet Elenin, and thousands of UFOs. It works, folks. It's the only thing that works against alien, demonic, zombie vampire beings. The dead hate it. The aliens hate it. Politicians who have been soul-scalped by reptilians hate it. Obama hates the White House. Michelle sleeps in hotels around D.C. The White House senior staff meets in air-sealed rooms under the Capitol. Why? Because they hate the orgoned air in D.C. Orgone will cleanse your air, water, food, dissolve chemtrails above your home, keep evil beings out of your home and yard, stop night terrors. It has 101 uses. She really should have gotten that oxyclean guy to push this. Now, surely shape-shifting lizard space demons would have a way to combat the effects of Orgon, wouldn't they? I mean, they're pretty powerful, and this is just... A bunch of chemicals and shredded tinfoil that a housewife in cleveland put together there's gotta be some sort of defense against orgone right they have been trying to find ways to ban our orgone but can't find ways to demonize it because there's nothing harmful about it so they've come up with a machine that can somehow detect orgone air and transfuse it into dead orgone energy so they can stand being in orgone areas is this the machine There was only one in the world, located in Japan, and it's called the Neutrino Detector. Is this what they've been putting under the White House lawn? It only has a five-mile radius, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work! Am I offended that so many people are standing up to hate and criticize me? No, I'm vindicated. Our Oregon is destroying the NWO. They're spending millions trying to find ways to combat it. If it wasn't effective, they wouldn't be desperate. Once she actually said NWO, I knew I had to put that music in there for my fellow pro wrestling fans out there. So while Sherry Schreiner's story and ideas and everything are very complicated and confusing and convoluted, they're also very repetitious. From the mid-2000s onward, this was pretty much what she talked about. New Age Ascended Masters are demons. Aliens are demons. Demons who are also lizard people, politicians, world leaders across the political spectrum are alien lizard people, but they can be held off and defeated with Orgone. It just goes on and on and on. But speaking of Orgone, she also put up some you know, later YouTube videos. This is from 2011. And this was a video that was basically a music loop with text slides over the top of it talking about orgone so i've tried to recreate that i've taken the music she used and sort of recreated the slides so this is sort of a more elaborate discussion of orgone you've heard of planet x or nibiru which refer to the same real object in the sky but hardly anyone mentions the coming blue star out of orion Red planets, blue planets, comets, these are hollow objects that serve as carriers and abodes for the wicked, fallen angels. Also called aliens, there are two types of beings in the heavenlies, celestial and terrestrial. The glory of the celestial is the Most High God. The glory of the terrestrial is Lucifer. They are his forces, under his rule and reign. The first and second heavens are part of Satan's rule over earth. These fallen angels, known as terrestrials, lost their looks when they were judged for rebelling against the Most High. That's why they're so ugly. The giants didn't lose their looks because their judgment has been reserved for later. These aliens live above earth in the heavenlies, planets, moons, and under the earth. Underground cities such as Mount Shasta or Shambhala in India. They are everywhere, even under our oceans and underwater bases. They have various UFO ships and sizes they travel in. Different alien races have different technologies that they use. Some are more advanced than others. And they often war against each other for supremacy in space. There is a battle for Earth. The reptile faction, which includes the tall and small greys, implemented the New World Order, which has been overtaking Earth through their seed line. Hybrid families, also known as the Illuminati, who have been implementing this alien agenda for their alien masters. The Illuminati families are Satan's seed on Earth. Born as humans, they rule banking, politics, our economies, media, entertainment, religions. Their influence and hybrid rulers are everywhere. They established secret societies to rule direct through those who would be initiated to help them overtake Earth. These incoming objects, such as Planet X, Blue Star, and possibly others, are coming to Earth in these last days to help Satan rule on Earth, to subjugate and enslave mankind, to kill and destroy. The Most High has shown us how we can protect ourselves against them, how to fight back, how to kill and destroy them. The comments, as usual, are a hoot. Uh, Order of Melky says, Thanks, Sherry. You put me on to Oregon about two years ago. Thanks to you, I have completely transformed my area with this life-giving and sustaining energy. Go, Oregon Warriors. Five stars. Orgone is the key. And Orgone is the key is, is in quotation marks for some reason. Another commenter, Must Buy Right, said, Chemtrails power up the dark side, creating Electromag energy. Dynamite. Uh, face in Tree, ooh, he must be talking about the fay. Uh, says, Hi, Sherry, your Ergon really works. I purchased some from you several years ago, and the results have been spectacular. I even gave a small puck to a neighbor who was being abducted. Even though he initially didn't believe it would help, he reported back to me several weeks later that the abductions had stopped. He was so happy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So it does in fact go on like this for quite a while, but then in the late 20 teens, you know, not too long before her death, 2017, 2016, 2017 or so, she began to sort of evolve her origin story. She had talked about being King David's granddaughter at various times, but always presented it as a sort of spiritual descendant of King David. Uh, fighting for Yahweh like King David did. It's a bit big-headed, but as long as she keeps it a, a spiritual descendant of King David, it's not completely, you know, too wild, just a little extravagant. But in 2017, she upped the ante in a video entitled, Lucifer Has a Sister on Earth. It was another text over music loop deal, but this time... Uh, It was the text wasn't slides. It sort of scrolled down the page in a word processor, which is just so cheesy. Also, it was introed with this prayer thing. I'm forty five percent sure this is Sherry Schreiner's voice, but I'm fifty five percent uncertain about that. But this is what introed that video.
0: all mechanical creation, all images of enslavement and imprisonment, all rage and anger of death and hell and the murder and the murderous intent, the confusion of, of masculine and feminine roles, all portrayal portrayal of sexual perversion, including homosexuality and lesbianism, sympathy for, for Satan and the sorrows of Satan, association with the Nephilim and spacecraft, all perversions of the third eye through distorted and exaggerated images, perverted movements of the body and breakdancing and other forms of dancing, and we especially call for the judgment in this hour and the the destroying of rock music directed specifically against children through the videos that were portrayed and working specifically through these individuals for whom we call for the judgment of the sacred fire in this hour before the throne of almighty God. god
1: i did not mix that i would have had the vocal be up a little bit higher but who am i to judge so It sure sounds like a a sort of Sherry Shriner, no fun brigade, but we have to listen to her because she's a big shot and she's going to tell us about how she's a big shot. And she's going to do this in the third person as all completely normal, reasonable people do and stay tuned for the twist at the end. She was anointed and stood up by God to speak to the nations. In 2004, she started a war against Lucifer on Earth. To date, she has crashed over 12,000 UFOs and destroyed hundreds of bases inside, around, and above the Earth. She has killed over 20 million aliens in her war against them. She has rescued over 19 billion of the fallen and humanoid angelic offspring of the fallen watchers of whom renounced evil and returned to the Father, the Most High. Her revolution in space was completely shocking, even to Lucifer himself. She works quietly in the background while most of the world hates her. She has been blacklisted from the media, radio, and TV. The governments of the world know who she is, and they constantly plot her assassinations and death, but she is very protected and guarded by a very powerful, angelic realm around her, and she continues her war against Lucifer and his strongholds. She works tirelessly to inform, educate, expose, and reveal truths to mankind that have been hidden from them. She is a Christian, a prophet, and a seer, and yet mocked, ridiculed, hated, ignored, and despised by most people. She has no staff, no office, no employees, no money, but is supported and loved by her few loyal supporters who have joined her war against Lucifer. Lucifer's campaign to try and discredit her has resulted in many videos being put out against her, but they're all lies. Even Lucifer claims them as his own people lying against her. Yes, Lucifer knows who she is, has watched her grow up and live on this earth, but has been helpless in trying to kill her, helpless in trying to stop her as she has been protected by the Most High and anointed by God to war against Lucifer. Who is she? Sherry Schreiner, the literal daughter of the Most High God. Everyone knows God had a son. They call him Jesus, although his name is Yeshua ben David. In heaven, he was known as Yasha. But what has been hidden from mankind is that the father also had 12 daughters. The youngest was a warrior, in heaven she is a legend, named Shazurazi. Shazurazi came to earth and was born in 1965 as a human to fight against the rebellious former angel, son, brother, Lucifer, because before he fell, he was her brother. Lucifer was the prodigal son, the rebellious child of the father who left his position and started a war in heaven. When Earth was created, he brought a war to destroy what God had created here. Her war against Lucifer is coming to a head. And when the blind choose to see and the deaf choose to hear, many will be asking themselves, why didn't I help her? Why didn't I help her? Learn what's been kept hidden from mankind. Interview with the devil by Sherry Schreiner. Now on Amazon and Kindle. It always has been. Yes, this entire thing was a plug for her then new book, but she would in other places on her websites sort of verify that she is the literal child of God. Um, She is analogous to jesus Uh, although that sort of makes jesus analogous to lucifer sort of you know jesus and lucifer are brothers which is not sort of very orthodox um i think it's more of a a sort of gnostic thing but she is certainly setting herself up as a semi-divine magical supernatural being this is not simply a spiritual descendant of King David. She had a prior life in heaven with a name that is really kind of close to her actual name on earth. And she was predestined for all of this. It's wild stuff. And she gets deeper and deeper into this role, as we will see. Beginning around this time, 2016, 2017, the conspiracy world was was more widely turning to some of the narratives that would you know, underlie Pizzagate and QAnon, and Shriner's alien demon elite shapeshifter torture stories really kinda dovetailed really well with that. And if you look at the titles of her YouTube videos during um, 2017, they sound less like Sherry Shriner videos and more like general sort of right-wing conspiracy videos, Trump versus Chinagate, Trump and UN Gate. Um, sky swamp, earth swamp, drain, drain, drain. Um, Christmas Day war against the White House. Chicago wants UN to step in in Cook County. Um, Trump versus the beast network. Lot of uh, a lot of uh, Trump stuff. Uh, she believed that uh, that Trump would be assassinated because of what he was trying to do to save. America. And her YouTube videos were pretty much sort of her website graphics overlaid over increasingly poor audio and a sort of lackadaisical low energy voice that we're gonna we're gonna hear in a second. And she still had The verve and the uh, enthusiasm, however, to explain what the bad guys were doing. In this case, this um, is on the, uh, the planetoid or something called Shima that she earlier had claimed to destroy, which is odd. And this is from a video in 2017 entitled, Ashtar Command, Ascended Masters, Abduct, Eat, Torture, Kill. That's right. Even Ashtar Command were the bad guys.
0: But at Shima they have what they call fun centers. And what's Sananda and Maitreya and Jermaine and Eve and all these beings that the New Age is relegating as godlike and divine beings and ascended masters full of wisdom, love, and light, blah, blah, blah. You know what they do up there? They abduct humans off the earth. They send the greys down. Who do you think the greys work for? They're the little kids. They send the greys down. They abduct humans off the earth, never to be seen or heard of again. And they take them to Shima. And in Shima, they put them in these fun centers. And these fun centers are the exact same mimicry of what they call cloning centers here. They're arenas. And they line the arena part. Open bottom part up with tables, and they put these abducted humans on these tables and they torture them and they do various horrible things to them.
1: Even by 2017, she wasn't really bringing anything new to the table, was she? This is not too different from standard, decades old alien abduction, military abduction narratives. She also had some pretty strange ideas about some other stuff, like the weather. This is um, from a 2017 video entitled Guantanamo Obama. That's clever. Guantanamo Obama, at last, how many rats are with him? So Obama's being sent to Guantanamo Bay, again, tying into that sort of the same conspiracies that everybody else was talking about at the time.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Sherry Schreiner. Very... Couple things I want to talk about. You know, it's brutal cold out, and oh, it always seems to get this way when Capricorn's around. And wow, that's the big, the big blue penis in the sky that Astar calls their starship. So it's a big metal phallus thing, and so every time they're around. Uh, it will get gloom and doom or brutal cold out, and so they don't like orgone-saturated air. And if they're going to be around my area, yeah, it's orgone-saturated air, so I hope they fry.
1: I just want to make sure you heard that clearly.
0: The big blue penis in the sky that Astar calls their starship.
1: I don't think Tuella would like that very much at all, Miss Shriner. That's... That's not, that's not very classy. We all know Ashtar flies around in a giant round flying saucer. We know that anyway, this is, this is strange. Also the bad guys are responsible for the bitter cold. She recorded this on like December 27th in Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be bitter cold in Cleveland in December. I mean, good grief now to sort of, Wrap up and bring a conclusion to the Sherry Shriner story. During 2017, or 2016, 2017, she began to have much more of a presence on social media, particularly Facebook. People would post stories that seemed to show people transitioning between human and shapeshifter various conspiratorial tales would be uh, shared on that page as well by sherry and by her listeners readers followers and she also you know would correspond with these individuals and give them advice and tell them things about their uh, about their lives and about what they needed to do to truly be a servant of god and it was due to some of these communications and some of these interactions that something really bad happened in the summer of 2017.
0: A Florida woman will face a trial on charges. She murdered her
1: boyfriend last month in Monroe County, a murder in the American heartland. Rogers told police she and Minio were members of a cult headed by a woman named Sherry Schreiner. That is from the trailer for the uh, the Vice uh, or Viceland documentary series, The Devil You Know, uh, which had an episode about a murder, uh, the murder of Stephen Minio, who was 32 years old. He was shot dead at close range with a 45 caliber pistol by Barbara Rogers on July 15th, 2017. According to the story in the Washington Post, which is the least sensational of the stories that are out there, Rogers told the 9-11 operator in Coolbaugh Township, Pennsylvania, which is a couple hours from Philadelphia, that uh, her boyfriend had a gun and he told that Minio told Rogers to hold the gun to his head and press the trigger, which she did. She claimed that she did not know the gun was loaded in the words of the washington post but behind what first appeared to be a simple domestic killing investigators soon found a bizarre backstory involving an extraterrestrial cult that had swallowed up both rogers and minio basically minio had been talking to sherry schreiner and rogers was involved with dealing with sherry schreiner as well and schreiner told minio That she believed Rogers, his his girlfriend, was a vampire witch reptilian super soldier. And this came about because Rogers wrote Facebook posts about her cravings for red meat and that she liked steak tartare. Shriner told Minio that this was an indicator that eating red meat, especially raw red meat, was a sign that a person was actually a reptilian. Because we all know lizards eat a lot of beef. She said in a YouTube video quoted by the Washington Post, quote, there's only certain types of people who crave the raw meat because they crave the blood, those with the vampire demon in them. So Schreiner told the, the local Pennsylvania newspaper that she had warned Minio that his girlfriend was possessed. Schreiner actually told a New Jersey Website NJ.com quote, when the demon manifested in her, if it was the demon or a lizard, if she had both a humans, no match for that kind of supernatural strength. The one thing I did know, she was no good. Minio was uncomfortable with Shriner saying these things about his girlfriend, had a falling out with Shriner and her followers and was in the words of the Washington post, increasingly distraught about the split between him and Shriner. Rogers claimed that, um, they had been drinking uh, but not much that eventually they were firing the gun they it's a confusing story but rogers was sort of persistent in her claim that you know the boyfriend minio put the gun in her hand held it to his head told her to fire and she didn't know it was loaded it's a weird story she is she claimed it was an accident the police said this wasn't you don't accidentally put a gun to somebody's head and pull the trigger and you know kill them stone dead right so she was offered a plea deal for third degree murder she declined um, charged with first degree murder in the end the jury did convict her of the lesser charge um, basically in Pennsylvania that means, a third degree murder conviction means there was no intent to kill but that the defendant would have knowledge that their conduct was you know deadly it's a lesser prison sentence uh, the prosecution was not happy but said they understood the judge's reasoning or the the jury's reasoning uh, the mother uh, minio's mother was uh, not happy at all she uh, she was very outspoken about the unfairness of that verdict Shriner, as we heard, uh, claimed that she did not lead, lead a cult. She said anybody can turn off their Facebook and not follow her anytime they want. And unlike a lot of cults, you know, there's no compound, there's no physical location. She didn't really have all these people hanging around her house in suburban Cleveland. But with the existence of online places to gather and communicate, do you need to have the compound out in the woods to have your weird alien cult and i I think this sort of asks a larger question about what is a cult to what degree does somebody like shriner have a hold over people because honestly reading her stuff listening to her youtube shows she's not charismatic at all her ideas are not really original. Maybe the way she assembles all of these other people's ideas is slightly original. That's the only originality that, that she had, but you know, I don't see how somebody could get drawn into this, but that's cause I'm not part of the cult, right? Um, there's a lot of cult like beliefs that don't necessarily need an actual dictionary definition cult organization to sustain them and keep them going. And I think we can learn some lessons from the Sherry Shriner story. And one of these lessons is that these things don't always end when the people aren't there to run them. Sherry Shriner died of natural causes in early 2018, but her websites are all still up which means she either prepaid a ways in advance or somebody is keeping them going. Her Facebook page is still going with almost 3,000 followers still going there. As of this recording, the most recent post is by somebody posting to the page, posting to Sherry's page with the caption ORGONE in all caps with three exclamation points. Uh, You see what looks like a filth-strewn muffin pan Somebody is making their own homemade orgone. This person who is doing this uh, has been posting continuously almost every day on Sherry's page, even though Sherry is no longer there. There are some other people posting, but it's mostly just one or two people who keep this going, and you've got lots of medical disinformation, you've got conspiracy theories, you've got pictures of alien babies and captions about interspecies hybridization. It's a lot of stuff that is circulating in the general conspiracy sphere, but with the continual perpetuation of Sherry Shriner's peculiar spin on all of these things. So one lesson we can learn is that these things don't go away when the people go away, even when the whole deal looks very, very unorganized. She doesn't have an organization. She doesn't have a corporation. It was just her running a bunch of websites and some social media outlets, but it persists. And even if her websites were to go away, they're still there archived with the Wayback Machine and Google page caches and things like that. Another lesson we can learn is that this is a a striking example, albeit extreme, of how Religious ideology and belief can be bent and twisted and turned around and and manipulated and looked at in specific ways to fit so easily with so many of the, uh, the other sort of narratives that are out there, political conspiracy narratives, alien conspiracy narratives. This is not new. We've talked about some of these things before. We'll be talking about some of these things in the future. So that's a lesson we can learn, that there are lots of examples, and this is a particularly striking one, of the overlap between extreme religious belief and extreme conspiratorial belief. And a final lesson we can learn is a lesson that I learned from my experience and my encounters with Sherry Schreiner a decade and a half ago, and that is to follow the instructions of friend of the show, brother Greg Bishop, and do not engage Do not address the people you are observing. Do not get involved with them. If you want to learn about them, stay away from them, study them, observe them, but do not talk to them because it can be bad. And I don't want to give anything like the impression that I was in any danger of the sort of strangeness that took Mr. Minio's life a few years ago, but it's disconcerting to find yourself suddenly under the scrutiny of somebody who believes that they have a God-given mission to destroy you. Fortunately for me, if worse had come to worst, she probably would have tried to take me out using Oregon, and I would have been okay. Thank you for listening. Music and special sounds are by the Chizo Media Radiophonic Workshop under the direction of Freddie von Ranka. The associate producer of the Saucer Life is Simpson J. Hanover III. The Saucer Life is a production of Chizo Media LLC. Chizo Media. Our heart is with the people. Till next time, keep watching the skies, because the skies are watching you.